Welcome to another message from Life Point Church, located at 400 South Abilene in Valley Center, Kansas. For more information on Life Point Church, go to our website at lpcag.org. It is our prayer to invest in generations to influence community. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Steve Rains. This morning, um, we are wrapping up our, our uh, mini-series from Romans 8, as the announcement video has said. And um, man, I don't know about you, but I've, I've loved this series that we've journeyed through over the last uh, last several weeks. And uh, you can come, man. Um, and, uh, and I don't know about you, but I, I've pondered and spent the reality just thinking about of God's love and how he's clearly communicated to us that you're worth fighting for through Romans 8. Whether it's mistakes, we've looked at mistakes, we've looked at temptations, we've looked at that uh, setbacks, all the things that we've discussed over the last several weeks, and knowing that, that uh, you're worth fighting for. Thank you, Caleb. And uh, this chapter has been so rich, and, and the reality is, is we've been in it since September, but man, we could like stay in it for weeks longer, just mining out all the truths and all the principles and all the, the life-giving substance of, of this, uh, this chapter, chapter 8 that we've been in. And so I hope that it's benefited you. And um, I, saw, I said first service, it's kind of like one, my prayer is, is that, that Romans 8, this series would stick to your stick to us like the gravy on your roll tonight man that you know it just it just like it, it just you just can't get enough how many likes gravy on your rolls and you just like put it all in there and eat it all it's uh, if you can't tell I'm a little bit excited for tonight so but next week we'll be turning the corner and um, stepping into the holiday season in many ways the angel tree will be going up next week the angel tree is a tree we put up in the foyer that um, has little angels hanging on it that represent boys or girls that uh, their their parent parent or parents may be incarcerated and so we reach out to them but as well it uh, represents maybe uh, it represents kids in our community that um, have a need and, and uh, don't have a means to have a, a, a a memorable Christmas, and so we, we partner uh, in that way. So next Sunday, you can grab a, an angel, encourage you to do so. But then as well, um, next Sunday um, is One Day to Feed the World, as the announcement video um, promoted, and we've been talking about for several, several weeks. It's really an opportunity um, for us to express generosity, and I fully realize as I say this, express generosity to, to people that you'll never meet, most likely but will receive aid through the action of, of this offering. And I can't think of a better way to begin this season that we're stepping into by, by bringing hope in tangible ways to people. And I remember, um, I was sharing with First Service, back in 2018, um, we had a missions trip a team that went to Haiti. And um, we, we did various projects working with Convoy of Hope. And um, one of the, the sites that we went to was a school and uh, from kids from around the community, and they had a church there, and they did an incredible job. And um, as they were showing us the, the grounds, there was a little room, if you'd put that picture up, uh, Jennifer, please, uh, put of, of this lady cooking. And every day she would go there, and she would cook beans and rice and chicken for the kids that would come from the community and go to school there. And it was, and all the food that she cooked was because of one-day offerings. And so as we watched her prepare the food that day, we were watching her prepare food that maybe, you know, we don't designate what country or what, what, uh, what you know, crisis or what food program our offering goes to, but in a very, very, very real way, the food that she was preparing came from your generosity. And so that's going to be happening here next Sunday. And, and you're like, man, Steve, I can't do a, a, a full one day's wages because for whatever reason, um, then, then do something. Because it's amazing, and we'll look at it. I'll ma make a statement here a little bit later in the message. Um, but, but your one day can, can impact a life. Your, your half a day will impact a life. Your quarter of a day will impact a life in a way that that you never thought was tangible. But today we step into 
um, our, our text from Romans chapter 8. And uh, I'm so, my prayer is all week is that, Lord, use this message. May it inspire hearts. May it build faith. May it encourage each of us. But also, God, I pray as I look at this text and, and just studying it out, it's challenging too. Because I want to talk to you about the subject that you're more than a conqueror. And for some, you find that easy to believe. For others, maybe you look across the room and, and you look at individuals and you know their faith story and you know what they stand for and, you, and you're like, man, they are just a pillar. They are somebody that is so, so strong and, and such an encourager in, in their walk of faith. And, and, you, and you look at them and you hear the statement, you're more than a conqueror, and you're like, well, that's that person. They just seem like they have it all together. It seems like when a storm comes, they just like, you know, just step right through it and it doesn't disorient them. It doesn't knock them back too, too long. But man, when, when it's like they, they're all put together, it seems like. But when you look at me or when I look at myself about being more than a conqueror, I'm just like, man, I, I feel like I'm more, I just want to be put away because I don't feel that way. And here is our text for today. I want you to read it with me. The key verse, which is our life verse, is verse 37. I encourage you, if you don't have it memorized, that you would memorize verse 37 this week, that you would hide it in your heart, that you would speak it over your life, that you would speak it over your parents, that you would speak it over your kids and, and your brothers and sisters in Christ. Read it with me. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. Are you reading with me or are you just listening to me? Okay, we're going to start over. Dinner's going to get cold tonight if you don't help me out. All right, so we're going to start over, all right? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for, you were, for your sake we were all being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to, the to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, things to come, nor powers, nor height, or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on. Come on. I mean, if you're a follower of Jesus, that's something worth shouting about. That, as I told first service, that's something worth giving your neighbor a high five or a thigh slap. Just like, I mean, come on, that's like good news, right? And so here's the first thought that as we walk through this, and I want you to see some intentionality um, on my part uh, with these bullet points. The first one is this, I am fully capable. And when you look at that that no, point number one, I want you to notice the I am, because the I am is all capitalized. And there's a reason for that, because it's all pointing us to Jesus. Jesus is fully capable. And because of who Jesus is, and because of his faithfulness, and because he is the great I am, and because what he's done for you, as we walk through this text today, as we walk through scripture, may, it, may you see it, and may it be a living reality within you, that I am fully capable because of who he is. Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says, I am fully capable. Verse 37, part of it says, more than conquerors. What are you fully capable of? What does that mean? Conqueror in the Greek is the Greek word huperniko. Sounds like hiccup, doesn't it? Almost. It's, listen, it takes three, three words for us to say more than conquer. In the Greek, it takes one. Huperniko. And if you look at that, the Greek word huperniko, and you, and you get to the... Um, it's a compound word, but if you look at the Nico, some of you on your feet today are wearing Nikes, and, and Nike comes from the Greek word, uh, Greek word Nikeo, which means victory. And, and so Nikeo, victory or victorious, Paul is saying you're more than a conqueror. That word, a hooper, is, it's, a, it's the... Um, 
oh shoot, I just went blank on what's that called? A compound word. I just like, what's that called? Compound word, right? So it's a compound word meaning super conqueror. You could read it this way. It means that you're a hyper conqueror. That that you're an over conqueror. You're or a conqueror with success to spare. It's more than a W in getting the win. It's a defining W that makes your opponent wish they never would have showed up. So, according to the Bible, according to the inspiration, as Paul was writing these words in this prison cell, and the Holy Spirit's inspiring him to write these words, you are a super conqueror. Shoot, I don't feel that way. My life doesn't look that way, perhaps. But based on the authority of God's word, you are more than a conqueror. Right? So what are you going to believe? 20 years ago or thereabouts, there was an incredible movie um, that uh, came out. And, and uh, man, I, I love this movie. I still, it's kind of like one of my winter movies. If, and I haven't watched it the last couple years. But, but, but it's a, a movie that is just fun and, and, and it's like free-spirited a little bit. And that you don't have to think. Every now and then it's good to watch a movie that you don't have to think you can just watch it and chill out right but the movie is cool runnings how many have ever seen that movie or you're just like oh, i'm going to go home and watch it today but uh, so the movie's cool running and and um and the the premise of the book uh, the movie is the jamaican bobsled team which is an oxymoron but it's based on a true story and i i was told first service i always thought john candy who has passed away, but the John Candy was the coach of the bobsled team, and I always thought that John Candy, Jonathan Winter, and John Madden should be in a movie together, and they'd be brothers. I thought that I think that would be hilarious, but that that obviously won't happen. But but um, uh, it's based on a true uh, true story, and the storyline is this: there's a group of Jamaican sprinters that wanted to make the the Summer Olympics as 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 runners, and they didn't qualify, they didn't get selected for various reasons. But they had this passion, man, we want to go to the Olympics. And so they said, hey, let's be a bobsled team. And John Candy came along, and he had a background in, in bobsledding, and he became their coach. And I, I, I want to just, if you've not seen the movie, there's some language on the movie. And so, um, you know, just, just, I know that, okay? So, and, and I'm getting ready to take us to a scene there in a second, not to watch, but but just to reference, all right? So um, in, the, in the scene that uh, I'm, I'm referencing, one of the bobsledders goes to the bathroom. They're at a bar. He goes to the bathroom because the Swede, I think it was the Swedes, uh, were giving him a hard time, you know, about being Jamaican and being on the bobsled team, and they didn't have any business being there. And so he's feeling sorry for himself. He goes to the men's restroom. He's kind of sulking and, and feeling, having a pity party, and and uh, Yul Brenner, who is this buff dude, he's on the Jamaican bobsled team, comes in and, and sees his partner sulking and feeling sorry for himself. And, he, and he, he tells him to look in the mirror. And he asks his partner this, tell me what you see. And his partner re replies back in a timid way, she, you know, sheepishly, right, uh, replies back, replies back, and Brenner interrupts him and says, just like this, let me tell you what I see. Right? Just, you gotta, I mean, you got to try to play the role, but that's as good as it gets. And Brenner says this, though. I see power. I see pride. And he says a couple other colorful things that I won't say. But he says, let me tell you what I see. And in my mind's eye, it's almost like I see Paul as he's penning this letter to Romans, knowing that it's going to go to the church, but it's also going to go to the church throughout history. And Paul writes these words to you and to I today in 21st century America. Let me tell you what I see. Maybe he even says it with a Jamaican accent. more than a conqueror. 
is for you, Romans 8.31. God gives you everything you need, Romans 8.32. Jesus is praying for you, Romans 8.34. And Paul is saying to you, let me tell you what I see. There's more than enough. Jesus says over you this morning, there's more than enough. If I would have been thinking, I would have pulled the big mirror off of our bedroom wall this morning and brought it in and just held it up before you and said, tell me what you see. Because you see in you what Jesus is capable of, that you're more than enough. Capable of living a victorious, capable of living victorious in a world really that is is anti-Jesus. I mean, that's not new. When I say that statement, that's, that's not new. The spirit of the Antichrist has been present since Jesus came. But you're, 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 you're capable of living victorious in a world that's anti-Jesus. You're capable of living a godly life in this world today, even if you failed yesterday. You're capable uh, that you can make a difference. It, you are capable. You can impact your neighborhood. You can break a cycle of dysfunction that has plagued your family tree. You can break the chains of addiction. You're more than a conqueror. You can break legalism. You're more than a conqueror. You can be living and breathing and praising and shouting and rantingly, just foolishly praising God because of what He's done and who that He is deserving of such demonstrative praise because you're more than a conqueror. And when you understand you are fully capable, the, the I am is not you. The I am is Jesus who is making you fully capable. Which takes us to our next thought that I am absolutely courageous. Paul says this, in all these things. All. All these things. Not just capable, but courageous. Courageous in all these things. What, what are all these things? Look at it in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation? Distress? Persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? Or danger? Or sword? That, that, that I would be, that you would be courageous, that we would be resilient in opposition and fearless in oppression. Look at what Paul says, what, what he goes on to say in verse 36. And it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long, we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Please understand. I am more than a conqueror is way more than a, than a, a slogan across the coffee cup or a t-shirt. The Apostle Paul is saying that when you are facing situations that are weighty, that are hard, that are overwhelming... Look at the word he uses, persecution, distress, famine, tribulation, nakedness, and sword. He is speaking, listen, he is speaking from personal experiences. You can go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 through 29, and Paul writes a living testimony to you and I of the things that he has, has experienced that, that fit within verse 32. And later he writes, when I'm weak, All that to say that when I live for Jesus, when you live for Jesus, there will be challenges, there will be tribulation, there will be opposition. And it may feel overwhelming. And it may feel smothering. But when you look in the mirror, may you hear your Heavenly Father, may you feel the, and sense the, the voice of the Spirit saying to you that you are more than a conqueror. The more we live out loud, for Jesus, the more the world will ask you to turn it down. I mean, that's not in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 tells us that. When you look at these words Paul uses in verse 35, you learn this. Tribulation is the idea. It's, it's being squeezed in. It's that feeling of being squeezed in. Distress speaks of back into a corner. Persecuted is pursued to be afflicted. Famine is to be deprived. Naked is not just exposed without clothing, but to, but to not be protected. 
Danger is risk, sword is death. And when you look globally at the move of Jesus throughout history, not just today, though it's true today, but when you look at the move of Christianity and the, and the move of Jesus throughout the globe, you see it thriving in the midst of poverty and persecution. Listen, next week is one day to feed the world. This isn't a, a guilt statement. This is just a reality statement that 60% of the world lives on less than $2 a day. And when you have nothing, Jesus is all you have. And he's all you need, whether you have a lot or you have nothing. When we speak of persecution today alone, 11 people will die because of persecution, because of their faith in Christ today. In a month, that is more people than, than are in our congregation on a Sunday. Understand something. When I say that, understand something. Last Sunday, we had our best attendance on a non-holiday service, so Easter, or Christmas, special Christmas service that we'll do, you know, that we do in over 12 years. You didn't know that because you weren't in both services, but there was, there was 230 people here last week. I mean, that is, that's worth celebrating, right? We should celebrate that. We should stop and recognize that God is doing something in the midst of us. That we are, we're growing and we're making room and we're busting out walls in the north end of our building and, and getting ready to finish the, the basement over at the Parsonage office uh, place next door, getting ready to put a fresh coat of paint in the nurse, nursing mom's room because individuals have labored uh, for, for weeks, for months, through the fall, getting, getting things ready, making room. And, and it's awesome. And we need to do this. I mean, life point, we... We just preached this summer. We are LifePoint, or we are LPC. That, that Let's invest and let's influence. Why? Because at the end of the day, we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Outreach Magazine has an annual issue. I don't know why they do it, but they do it, and, and it's not wrong. But, but they have an annual issue that, that is, is given to the biggest and the fastest growing churches in America. We're not on the list. That's all right. But the, but the fastest growing church in the world isn't in America. It's in, it's in places where persecution is present because, because they are living and preaching the gospel. That's not to say that we're not, but, but in the midst of persecution, they're living the message. I mean, a persecution isn't a bad thing. Really, it's a purifying thing, which is a good thing. And my challenge to myself as I think about this is, you know, if you're at all like me, sometimes, you know, you may get, you may have a conversation or you may get a, a correspondence or, or you may have somebody just kind of look at you like, you know, a word, their look says a thousand words, right? And, and so and you know that you upset, you've made somebody upset because something you did or you didn't do or something you said or you didn't say and, and they think that you should say or you should preach on this. And, and, and you know, we all, we all have things and we, where we want to please people. For, for, for reasons that, you know, have nothing to do with persecution, have nothing to do with, with being tested for your faith in a way that, that churches across the globe are tested in their faith. But did you know the fastest growing church in the world? Do you know where it's at? It's in Iran. And you know what? It's led by women. for it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. I mean, let's not be ignorant, all right? There, there are challenges here. I realize some of you in this room are experiencing challenges. I realize that, that there's challenges coming in our culture that we've never uh, experienced perhaps before. 
They're not new. They may just be may, may be new, new to us. But those challenges will cause you to have to choose. Will I be faithful and courageous and stand for Christ, or will I, will I embrace the mantras of the day? Will I, will, I, will I step away from what I know what Christ is calling me to step to? And I'm not trying to scare us. I'm not trying to, like, oh, no, bring anxiety to any of us, because at the end of the day, read the end of the book. The end of the book clarifies that you are more than a conqueror because we win. The younger generation needs to see us that are before them to uh, not, not riding a fence, not trying to, to have the best of both worlds, but standing firm in the faith, burning ships if we need, may need to build, uh, burn ships and sell out to Christ to live in a way that says, this place isn't my home. I'm not going to get too worked up about what's happening or who's being elected or who's not being elected or, or things going on in our world because this place isn't my home. I'm living living beyond here. And though there may be some that stand against me, I'm living beyond. I'm living beyond challenges and seasons and situations that, I, that I'll find, I could, that I'll face. I can remember when our boys were in high school. Seems like it was a long time ago, but it really wasn't. I tell myself it was just, just like yesterday. Um, but when they were in high school, I can remember both of them, I think, did this, or we had conversations with both of them, but, but um, they would come home from school. Both of them attended public school, um, and uh, they would come home, and they would say, well, man, you know, so-and-so's having a, they're having a party tonight, and a bunch of my, my school friends or guys that I'm around, are, they're all going to this party tonight, but I didn't get invited. And the party wasn't just, hey, let's come and watch Leave it to Beaver. It was a party that said, hey, let's tie it on and see what happens. And, and they would never get invited to the party. And, and um, yeah, we said, hey, do you want to tune down? No, we didn't do that. We would talk, though, because that was my life before I came to, to faith in Christ. I knew it was there. I was like, dude, you're not missing anything. But, but they didn't get invited and, and it was because their classmates didn't think they would want to be there. Their classmates didn't think they would fit in. And so we would talk to them about, hey, don't, dude, don't get offended. Take it as a compliment. Because they, re, they respect you enough. They know what you stand for. They know that, that that's not a place for you to be in. And so they, they respect you enough to not ask you to come and lower who you are. Not that you're better, but that, that God has called you to a place. Your life is speaking to them. In other words, they don't want you swimming within the swamp that when you can swim in living water. Jesus didn't call you to fit in, whether you're a student, whether you're a, an adult here, whether you're at university. He didn't call you to fit in and blend in. He called... He called you to stand out. He called you to rise above. He called you to be a conqueror. To be a light on a hill. And the question that is ringing in my heart is, will we buckle, will we buckle or will we be courageous? This isn't living for the reward of this world. It's not about the opportunity to, to get fixes on, you know, for eternity and for now. This is about the opportunity to run into the arms of Jesus at the end of the day and hear him say, man, you are my beloved son. Well done. You're more than a conqueror. Look, you are fully capable. You are fully courageous. This is what we're speaking about today. So when you hear these words, I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ, the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul is saying, when it is a trial, when it's tribulation, when it's distress, those are things that are done to you. Or, if it's the other things that happen around you, 
What does your heavenly Father say to you? He says to you that you are more than a conqueror. So I'm capable, I'm courageous. Next, I'm definitely confident. And again, the I am. Verse 37. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. His love is empowering. It's enduring. Listen, it's not dependent upon you. He loves you in your mess. He loves you in the mess that you may be in. Before you knew it, he loved you. How can you build that confidence? You run, you run to him who first loved you. So just practically speaking, may it be the first move of our day. May our first move of the day, maybe to, if you're married, get your spouse and, and roll out of bed and run to Jesus. Don't run, don't run to social media. Don't, don't see what was posted overnight. You're not missing anything. Trust me. Run to Jesus. Let his words be the first words that you hear. Don't run to, to Twitter or, or X, whatever it's called now. Don't run to USA Today. Don't run to Prophecy Now News. Run to Jesus. Run to his word. Let his word be the first words on your mind and on your lips. So I can be courageous and confident and capable. Look, people are longing for hope, longing for authenticity, longing for purpose. And we're entering into a season on the calendar, a time of year for many where it's difficult for them. Step into those rooms, those environments, confidently that you have the hope of Christ to give and to speak into people's lives. You're more than a conqueror. Aren't you glad that as you look at verse 37, it, said, it doesn't say you are more than a conqueror when you get your stuff together. <laughs> that you're more than a conqueror when you haven't sinned at least for four days in a row. That you're more than a conqueror when, when you finally pray for five hours straight. That, that you're more than a conqueror if you never let a bad word slip. Some of, you, some of us are like, well, I'm disqualified now, right? I, I was in the church parking lot. It was, it was a mess out there. Your conquership isn't based on you, but based on Christ. He defeated Satan. You didn't. He defeated death. You didn't. He gives you the armor of God. It's not your wardrobe. He goes before you. He doesn't ask you to blaze a trail. He intercedes for you. He doesn't ask you to figure it all out. This doesn't mean you won't have adversity. We get that. But your eyes are set on the one who has given you the victory. So every through this series, pretty much every week through this series, we've tried to do an illustration in some way. And so um, I, need, I need an assistant. Somebody that's not afraid of ladders. Let me see. Man, I'm not seeing. I, I need somebody that's older. No, I need somebody. Let's see. Naomi, come on. You're pointing at your brother, so you're pointing at yourself. Come on up here. Give it up for Naomi. Meet me down there. All right, stop. Wait, 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 wait before you come up down here. Okay, we're going to talk down here real quick, all right? So... I don't bite, usually, unless you are a tree stand. Okay, all right, so now, now look, look out here, okay? This is your church family. They love you, they're for you, and um, they want to see you succeed in life. You know that? Okay. Um, but, but for the sake of the illustration this morning, let's, let's, let's pretend that, that these are people out here that, that aren't for you. Okay, that that they're not in support of what you want to do, who, what you want to become. They they speak ill of you. They um, are they they you know make you wear cheap 
and stuff or whatever, you know. But they're, they're not for you, okay? Okay, so in other words, they're your enemies. They're not, but for the sake of illustration, just illustration purposes, okay? All right. Can you climb on the ladder? Okay. So as you look out here, what do you see? Okay, good answer. They are people. Okay, but are they people? Okay, you, ha you all have to understand something. We didn't, this isn't planned. In fact, I came up with this illustration at three this morning. First service, it didn't work too well, but I have confidence in Naomi this morning that she is going to make it work really good. Okay, so these people represent that which is against you. That which Paul says, persecution and trial and, and naked, all that stuff that Paul mentions in 35 and 36, that's them. Look at them. Don't they just look mean? Yes, okay, good answer. All right, so they're against you. So, okay, can you see anything beyond them right now? The, the back wall, but you can't see, any, you can't see. This is about being more than a conqueror is about you looking past what is right before you. It's, it's you not being weighed down by the situations of life that you're encountering, not to dismiss them, not to ignore them, not to say that they're not there, but it's not defining you. You're looking through it because you know that there's something more. You're not tied here. You're, you're looking to that which is calling you for because you're more than a conqueror. Right? You with me? Okay. So these are the situations of life that are against you. Can you see past them? Do you see any reward past them when you're looking at this level? Okay, come with me. Okay? So you have to rise above. You have to get a different vantage point and a different perspective than just looking at the now and looking at the situation now, so begin to climb. I'll hold it. Okay, stop. Do you see anything beyond them? What do you see? <laughs> All right, that play. Okay, you're not wrong, but you're not right. Is what I'm hoping for. Good answer. But, but do you see anything? <laughs> do you see anything still? But then, you're, you're starting to see beyond them, though, right? You know there's something that you're climbing for, and yes, Jesus is part of it, but keep, keep climbing and look beyond them. Look beyond them, be, like, to the floor and, and see what's behind Keep climbing. I got the ladder. You're good. Do you see anything yet? Look across the floor. Scan behind them on the floor. Do you see anything? What? What do you see on the floor? Are you sure it's tape? Okay, there, there's something on the floor over at see where Myron's pointing. There's something on the floor right in front of Tempo. There's something on the floor back by the table. There's something on the floor back by, by Sharon. Do you see him pointing to something on the floor? There's something on the floor, right? You see it. Now, you're wondering what it is. Do you trust me that it's worth you pressing through the situation because you know that it's a reward. You know that, that it's that it, through Christ, I, I'm a conqueror. And there's something, God has spoken that over me, and so because he's spoken that over me, it's true, and I'm going to pursue that because I know it's well worth it. You see the reward. Would you go get the reward? Go get it. You got to, okay, all right, for safety's sake, don't jump off the ladder. Go get the reward. Run. Hurry. You got to press through. You got to go on and get the reward. Get it all. No, and it's not the coat. That's not the reward. It's the rewards on the floor. Dear Lord, help us. <laughs> There's more reward. There's more reward. There's more reward. Get the money. All of it! 
That's what happens when you have 3 a.m. illustrations that come to your mind. So, 80 bucks. Because you rise above and you look beyond the now to the reward. You don't set your eyes on that which is against you. You set your eyes on that which is provided for you. And you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Amen? Remind me, Robin. Just throw 3 a.m. illustrations out the window. They don't fully come together. Number four. I am more than a conqueror. I am fully capable, absolutely courageous, definitely confident. I am more than a conqueror. Jesus who is capable. Jesus who is courageous. Jesus who is confident. Jesus who is the conqueror says over you, you are more than a conqueror. Look at your neighbor. Just tell your neighbor in case you hadn't heard it yet, you're more than a conqueror. No, in all these things, we are more than a conqueror through him who loved us. We are is present active is in a present active state for the English teachers in the house. What does that mean? It means this, I currently am a conqueror. But what about everything going on, on around you? I don't care. I am a conqueror. It's, it's present active. I currently am and always will be. Great. Doesn't defeat me. Doesn't define me. I'll always be. My pocketbook doesn't defeat me. Doesn't define me. I'll always be. My situations in life, my, my relationships that may be a little strained or stressed right now, doesn't defeat me. Doesn't define me because I am more than a conqueror through Him. So when you get home, today. Here's your homework. When you wake up tomorrow, here's your homework. I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to speak Romans 8.37 over your life. When you have a speed bump, speed bump moment this week, may the words out of your mouth be I am more than a conqueror. Jesus would say to you, Tell me what you see. Let his voice be the loudest and the strongest in your life. We are because Jesus is the I am. Charity Gale, who's a, a singer, songwriter, um, has a, a song titled New Name Written Down in Glory. We're going to play it as we close the service today. But the verse, I think it's the verse, I'm not a, a songwriter or a son of a songwriter, but it says, I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. You want me to sing it for you? No, you don't. Let's wrap this up. The worship team would come. There is an old fable. It's well known. You've probably heard it before, but I want to close it, uh, our service with this, this story. It's a fable of, a, of an eagle that was raised by chickens. And one day, an uh, uh, eagleologist or a bird person, what's a bird person? What's a horticologist? Okay, a person that hangs out with birds a lot. All right? A hortic horticologist? Anyway, an eagleologist had heard about, about this eagle that was hanging out with the chickens. And so he drove to this farm and he engaged conversation with the farmer about this eagle. And he asked the farmer, hey, can I go into the pen and, and pick up the eagle? And the farmer said, yeah, sure, go ahead. So he went in and he, he picked up the eagle and he set it on the fence post hoping that that something would click within the eagle 
that he would realize that, man, you're not built for the ground. You're built to, to be above and to, to fly. The eagle just looked around and then hopped off the fence post back down into the chicken pen and started pecking around again. The, the eagleologist, that sounds better, picked it back up and carried the eagle up to the barn and set the eagle up on the, the top of the, the peak of the barn, hoping, 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 hoping that the eagle would, would realize the view and, and the purpose. But the eagle just stepped off and made a hard fall to the, back to the tent. The, the scientist was upset and frustrated and so he ran into the pen and picked up the eagle and jumped in his pickup truck and headed up to the mountain man if I can get to the top of the peak maybe the eagle will understand who he really is so he drove up the mountain and came to the top of the peak he got out, grabbed the eagle, went to the edge of the cliff just as he stepped to the edge of the cliff, another eagle was flying by and called out. To which awakened something within the eagle that was so familiar and had only known the chicken coop. And all of a sudden, that eagle's chest broadened and its wings stand out and it stepped towards that other eagle begin to soar. Something was awakened within the eagle. And the scientists had to remove the eagle from its environment. Why? Because the eagle was only imitating what it had seen. What it knew. And he removed it to an to an environment where it could soar and it could fly and it could be who its creator designed it to be. See, the reality is, the moral is, is that you and I can be like everyone else. We can handle life like everyone else or we can soar. If you know anything about eagles, one of the beautiful things about them is that they don't fly away from the storm. They fly into the storm and use the currents of the storm to rise above. Saying to you and I, you are more than a conqueror in Christ. Bow your heads with me. Father God, as we bring this message to a close this morning, we're, we're humbled who we are in you and what you have spoken over us. We're more than our mistakes. We're more than our temptations. We're more than our titles. We're more than our setbacks. God, we're more than. And Lord, this morning, I know that there's individuals in this place that are facing situations and they feel so stretched and so maxed right now. God, I pray that in the name of Jesus that they would just step into what you've called them to be. And Lord, that they would feel the, the, the air currents of that, those situations that they're facing begin to um, be that thing that rises, that causes them to rise above it because of who you've called them to be Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for the one here today that they came not knowing you, not knowing that there is a God who desires to not only speak this over their life, that they are more than a conqueror, but produce it in their life because of Christ. So Lord, if there's anyone here in this place today that has never asked you to be their Lord and Savior, they've never 
begin, they've never had a relationship with you today, and God, something is going on within them. They recognize that. Maybe they can't fully define it, but there's this, this longing in their heart. Oh, there's more to life than what I've been living. I can know forgiveness when you can through Christ, and you're here this morning, and you're like, man, I need to take that step. I need to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. You may not know all that means, but you're like, man, I want to step towards that. I want to investigate that. I want to know what God has for me. If you're here, you say, would you see, would you pray for me this morning? I, I want to take that step. Would you just slip up your hand if you're here this morning? You've never done that before. You've never said, I want to follow Christ. I want to know more about him, but I want to take that step today. If you're here, would you just slip up your hand? I want to pray for you right away. God, you're good. God, you know us, and you know where you want us to be, and you know where you want us to take us. So may we step and be courageous in that step, God, knowing that we're more than conquerors in you. For the rest of us that you're a follower of Jesus, maybe Your struggle as of late perhaps has been, you know, Steve, I'm kind of like, when you talk about that ladder illustration, I'm kind of, my, my view on life right now and my view of others around me right now is kind of at eye level. I know people aren't my enemy, um, but but I have been stressed and so focused on what's around me that I'm not being able to look beyond situation to the hope and to what God has prepared for me. And I want the courage to lift my eyes to Jesus and just renew my strength and, and let Isaiah 40:31 just be a living reality. Maybe that's you in this place. Others of you, you just need to speak up and you need to begin to speak over your life. Romans 8:37. So even today, as we step into this song, maybe part of your prayer response is just meditating and quoting Romans 8.37, knowing that it's because that Jesus makes you more than a conqueror. He's the great I am that allows you to be a conqueror as well. And then finally, maybe you're here this morning and, and you just said, man, I just need to be fueled up. tap into what Christ has for me because I'm weak right now and I feel like tapping out. Those are vulnerable prayer things. Eyes up, speak up, or feel up. As we step to this song of worship, um, maybe you need to come to the altar and find a place where you can just focus in and, and respond to that which Christ is speaking to you this morning. Altars will be open during this song. If you need prayer for anything, I would love the privilege of praying for you. I'll be up here as well. And Pastor Nathaniel will come and close us here in a few minutes. So you stand with me, church. Let's respond appropriately to that which the Lord has spoken to your heart through this message. This concludes the teaching. Thank you for listening. And we hope you can join us for next Sunday's service with Pastor Steve Raines.